Ashley. And this is Aaron. Put <laughs> these notes. Aaron, look. Keep it going. Okay. <laughs> we get this Hey guys, welcome back to this week's mini-sode of A Perspective. I'm Ashley. And I'm Aaron. And thank you guys so much for joining us another week. As always, we really appreciate it. Welcome. Yes, thank you so much. And to get things started, like we always do, I'm going to have Aaron tell you guys exactly what a mini-sode is. A mini-sode is a smaller version of our full-length episode. We keep the conversation going by taking one piece of our regular episode and just digging a little deeper. So, that's a mini-sode. And that's a mini-sode. Okay, well, if you guys have listened to our past few mini-sodes and episodes, you can see we're on a trend with Insecure. And while we were going to try to stay away from it this week... This Sunday's episode just took us completely in a different direction. We have to talk about it because, as always, there were so many topics from it, right? Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. So, I'm going to do a shorter synopsis this week or a shorter uh, summary of what the episode, what happened in the episode. But, Aaron, can you give the synopsis of this week's episode? Ah, Okay. Insecure, Season 4, Episode 5. Low-key, moving on. With the block party finally here, Issa is determined to deliver a memorable event, despite some surprises. Meanwhile, Tiffany enjoys a break from her baby, Kelly entertains a gullible new boo, and Molly attempts to put a grudge on hold. Attempts being (laughs) (laughs) operative word there. Alright, so let me get started for me what the I guess what the first topic could be for me so so we're into this week's episode and I'm just gonna kind of fast forward through some of the things that aren't big big I mean we did see that Nathan was the one Issa was talking to right now that was like boom boom right in your face because you have been wondering like you know people wonder who is she talking to Nathan okay when she says she don't f with Molly anymore yeah you know what I'm talking about oh okay I know (laughs) oh okay I want to go right into, so we're at Issa's block party. We see she out there being a boss, getting things straight, uh, making some decisions. And who shows up or who is there is Condola, okay? Aaron, this had me hyped because we talked about this last week or whatever. Didn't I say, see, I said it wasn't nothing emotional. I told you Lawrence didn't want to tell her anything emotional. I just did not think that's where he was going with it. But how do you feel about Condola pretty much ghosting Issa because her and Lawrence broke up? Like, what does that have to do with Issa? You know, how, how did you? F- that's what I Go thought ahead. when I watched it the second time. Like, in my head, I was Issa thinking, and what does that have to do with me? Right. And you know, I'm struggling to get through this thing, and you've been helping me out since day one. I did, yeah. Because in my, yes. Like, we started this before we even knew what was up. So, what is going, so. Huh. 
that should think about that that. is a non-factor to me right which is why i was thinking it was uh lawrence was gonna lawrence didn't want to tell her even if he was going to tell her that he didn't want to tell her anything because of how he was second getting his get second guessing his emotions with Issa. I don't know. I thought he just didn't want to tell her because I don't know. Maybe he just didn't want to add any more stress of whatever was going up with her block party because clearly he knew that him and Condola breaking up was affecting Issa's block party, right? Like I feel like he still should have told her. Now that I think about it, now that I know what happened, because at least it would have gave Issa like. You know, I don't know, just some something for her. But I mean, she found out it is what it is. But I just kind of thought that was kind of shady and just a little unlike Condola to the character that we've seen from her so far. Maybe I don't know. No, because she that, seems so like you wouldn't. You would not have expected that from her. But I mean, expect the unexpected, and we don't know I'm her not, too, right? That's the other thing is we don't. Right, know that's Condola, true. So we, we don't know her. Of her first impressions of of her initial interactions with them, which is which in some ways is her putting on her best. You know. Her best self. Right. But, she but did to show her credit, up. she did still show up. Right. Yes. Yes. She still showed up and she did what she was supposed to do. But I'm not going to lie. A part of me felt a little bit sad because I was kind of looking forward to the friendship that they were going to potentially build. You know, and maybe it was a long shot given the fact that, you know, she was dating Lawrence. But they seemed like so cool. Right. And they were getting along and they just had this connection. It just seemed genuine with them so i was you know and it looked like condola was a little like yeah you know i'll see you around ah i don't know no i agree i don't know i I feel so many ways about that i thought that they could have had a good relationship especially if they were able to get past like that and right it seemed like like whatever episode or maybe so where i asked that question like when was the last time you made a new friend like that's sort of what i was like that's the mindset in that sense like i can tell mm-hmm. like this to me was, was going to be Issa's new friend at, the, at this new stage in her life or at this new place in her life or at this moment in her life where she was like focusing putting her energy yes. in, in a different way putting her energy towards something than, than she had been before right and, and condola to me seemed like a good person to be introduced to her but <sighs> i don't know whatever <laughs> yes okay so moving on, <laughs> so moving on from Condola. So yes, we found out that her and Lawrence broke up. And now, so we're seeing Issa go through her block party and we see her catch up with Kelly and Tiffany doing their uh, poses for the pictures. I'm not going to lie. When they did that jailhouse pose, it took me right back to middle school because <laughs> I stayed doing a jailhouse pose. Like I have pictures that I would never put up for Throwback Thursday. Um, oh, old yes yes and it made me feel old like fuck y'all I felt like Derek like fuck y'all <laughs> or shut the fuck yes Derek but uh yes so anyway we see okay this this part is for you because the next part I want to talk about is who's showing up but Nathan ah! <laughs> made my heart smile and the way he looked at her and their interaction, how did you feel about it? Like, were you happy? I mean, you know, I will I, tell you how, I'll I, let you go. I first. got the same sort of like all feeling that episode last season where they had that date, where they spent the day together. Like, it just felt good. I don't know. Like, his attraction towards her, I can, I can mm-hmm. feel his attraction towards her. And I think. I can sense in the same way we talked about Condola. Like, I think his energy, who he is, is the right person for her. 
or at least the way that the way it was constructed, right? Like the introduction to each other at this moment in her life, like just seemed right. I don't know, man. It just it just felt good, mm, especially when I think okay. about the first part of the episode where they were communicating on Instagram and then reached out. Side note: I don't know why people have full fledged conversations on social media on social media platforms when they have each other's cell phone number. Like what? Uh, but anyway, yeah, that. Th- the, to see them interact with each other for the first time after that felt good because I also don't think they ended on bad terms. Like, I don't think that the the way in which last <laughs> season ended between them, to me, did not feel like a deal breaker. Right. And so to see them reconnect at this moment felt good. It was a good thing to see. I can see that. Uh, I definitely don't think that their last interaction was a deal breaker. And we see that, you know, clearly he's, we can see that clearly they've been talking at one point or another. Uh, We find out, you know, that, well, she says something about going to him for help. She thanked him for his help in the beginning when she was talking to him on the phone. So yes, I mean, I see where you're coming from with Nathan being a good feeling, but I was a little disappointed that Lawrence didn't show up. I don't know why I thought it was going to be Lawrence. Instead of Nathan when she turned around. I don't know. But um, yeah, I guess I can see that. Because last season was a vibe with him. And I was excited for him. But when he ghosted her, it just kind of pissed me off. So, but yeah. Okay. Lawrence ghosted her. Didn't piss you off. I mean, Lawrence had a reason for ghosting her. And so did he. Mental illness (sighs) is real. It is. You're right. I, I mean... Nothing. He couldn't have said anything to her. Like, listen, trust me, I understand it's real. I go to therapy, but I don't know. I just felt like no. I the way he handled it, could, he could he could have definitely the way he, handled it better. Yes, and that is my issue. So anyway, that was last season. We on this. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode goes on, and we see little moments between Issa and Molly. Where you can tell that they still, well, we know that they still have not talked uh, from the beginning. When we see Issa say that she don't F with Molly anymore when she's talking to Nathan. We see Molly can't make up her mind about what to wear, which is clearly like just her hesitation of going and seeing Issa. We hear her say she's upset that Issa didn't show up to the celebration party when she ordered that uh, seafood (laughs) tower for four. That was too much mercury. Yes. For three. Um, for three, well, she ordered it for four, but it was only three. Oh, yes, it was too much mercury for three people. Um, we also see when they interact with each other at the black part. Wait, but I also just want to point party. out that while she was, while all that was going on, she knew that she still had to go, right? Like, she, she, and and made, and I like how they made that yes. point. Like, it wasn't stopping her yes. from recognizing as like Issa's best friend, as she said that like, that she needed to go. So right, take you. Time pots, yes. And so, oh yes, and so when they interact with each other, when they first encountered each other at the block party, you know, Issa said, I didn't think you were going to come. And Molly said, of course, I'm your best friend. You know, that that word. Anyway. Hate it. Ah! So, again, as, as the party goes on, like, we see them with different interactions. And then we see Molly, like, you know, realizing that she does love Issa and, and Andrew's pointing out to her, like, look at all the hard work she had to put through, go through. Like, you know, maybe that's why you guys have been distant. And so we see her, like, bring Issa food. And then they're on the dance floor wobbling. And you see all these different things. And you're feeling, how did you feel? Let me ask you, how were you feeling when you first saw these things? Like, how did you think the night was going to go? We'll discuss how it went, but yes. I mean, I knew something was going to happen, right? Like, 
I, I knew that it was not going to end well. I was just waiting. I just didn't know how. But okay. knowing that, I still, every moment that they had with each other, those little sparks, I don't, they were so nice to me. Like, oh, like it was, those were just, my heart smiled at various moments throughout this, this episode. And I think because it felt like I could feel the, the love between them during when they had the wild mm-hmm. when she brought her the mm-hmm. when she brought her the chicken because re, to me Issa was done when she made that statement to Nansford like that to me yes. was, was yes that was the writer signaling to the audience that Issa had made up her mind about how she felt about Molly at Molly, least for right now right. and she wasn't gonna allow that to deter her from trying to pull off this awesome block party and that to me was also displayed in how she was interacting with Molly throughout the episode she wasn't trying to be she and if this wasn't going on, she wouldn't have been fucking with Molly, right? But I think she recognized right. that Molly was there for her event, and her focus was this event. So she was trying to be polite, or she was trying not to ruffle feathers. And I think in that she was trying to stay professional and focused. Yes, but like, I think that opened up. But I think that left the opening for those various moments to like us to see those. I think that left an opening for us to see those tender moments between them. And so, okay, I appreciated everything that happened. Up until the boom, so <laughs> the boom, man. Oh my gosh! So, do you feel like okay? So, in these moments, right? So, to me, this was a topic. So, in these moments, when you have maybe like ongoing issues with your friends, with your friends that you have not discussed, how do you handle it? Like, do you handle it like Molly and Easter were trying to do? Like, when you when you guys are in situations like, say, y'all are out with a group of friends, or y'all are just out together or whatever well no i'll say when you're out with a group of friends because that's more similar to the situation how do you handle that when you i mean this is still i mean this is still your friend pretty much like regardless of you guys going through things right now like this is still your friend this is somebody that you still love and care about let's say that how do you handle that in that type of situation like i was one of the people and as we talked about this in in the past that I felt like they should have had that conversation at the grocery store, at least kicked off that conversation because kicking the can down the curb, yes, is what got us to this moment. Although they did not, I think that it was okay that they did not have the discussion. I think the scenario in which you're talking about is sort of represented in the, in the, in the scene where they were at Tiffany's house when she was, when they were all over there for Tiffany and the baby and all that stuff was going on last episode. Was that last episode? Last episode. Uh, yeah, last yeah, episode. I think, so. I think that sort of is representative in that episode because there is tension there. We know that things are like not resolved between them, but yet they're still having to deal with each other in the mix of being like in the mix of being yeah, and while hanging out with their friends. Right. I think it's okay. I think as adults, as mature adults, as mature adults, it's possible to get through those moments without there being confrontation. But I do think there has to be an intention set to actually have the conversation afterwards and being deliberate about it. I think that for Issa, what I saw in leading up to this point was that Issa was focused. Her head was down. She was focused on one thing. And you can choose to say whether that was right or wrong, uh, whether that was right or wrong and how much she should have actually given, how how much energy should she have focused on addressing the Mali issue, but she did not. And I think is there an argument to be is is there an argument that could be made that she should have gave attention to that at her function or you mean like just outside of that? Oh, outside? No, I don't. I don't no, that what happened at the black oh, party okay. was too little, too late, and and 
that was not the place nor the time to have it in that way. I, they could have had a discussion at the block party. The way in which they were choosing to 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 come at each other was not was not it was not mm-hmm. was not it. No, that wasn't it. No. Nah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I I, I feel the same way. Um, I think that I, I'm I'm the type of person that. I can kind of keep things cool or, you know, play it off or whatever while we're out, while we're with our friends. Because like you said, certain places are just not the time to have those type of discussions. And we can make plans later, you know, to have that whatever conversation that we need to have. But while we're in front of our friends or while we're in public or whatever, we can keep it cute and do what we need to do alone. So yeah, I if agree you want to talk that. about it, if you're if you want to, if you yeah. by the by the block by, yeah. by the block party, like I said, Issa was over it. Issa wasn't trying to talk about it. She had moved on past Molly, right? Like, yeah, she was. Molly gone. had not. Gone, Molly. <laughs> Molly had not, and so that to right. me was also the difference in how they were approaching the situation at that moment. Whereas before, I felt like leading up to that moment, they were on the same page, and then shit happened <laughs> last episode, and Molly kept it moving, and Issa kept it moving, but not. <laughs> Not down the same street as Molly, so you know. I, you know, now sitting here talking about this, I kind of feel like in a situation like that, the the Molly in that situation probably should have pushed the issue more to have the conversation because it seems like Molly in that situation was the one who really felt some type of way. Like Issa may have felt her ways, but Issa's to me watching this Issa's way of feeling was more so like what's going on like why do you you know why is this happening or why is this being said and yeah maybe we should address it but right now it's just not big enough for me to disrupt what I have going on every day what my real focus is whereas Molly was taking it well, not so her real focus, where her priority personal. is because the thing with Molly well, well, her, real, priority, where her yeah. priority is right now her top priority yes and Molly's was like really it seemed like really personal like yeah, Molly was just kind of, to me, on the attack. And so Molly, I feel like... I mean, I, I'm just... That's just me. They should have had a conversation, period. Like, that I agree with. No, so I think But it just seems right. like Molly should have, you know, really pushed for that because it was really bothering her. And that was something that she should have, like, addressed. And maybe they could have definitely been in a better place by now. But... I, I agree. I think basically going back to what you said, going back to your question around, like, pretty much those moments and how do you feel about it, yes, Molly could have at every interaction in this episode pushed a little harder to have the conversation, right? Instead of trying to, instead of her just bringing Issa the chicken and like not saying anything. Cause there was, too, there was just too much pause to me for. Right. Right. But, and was that was just showing on. their awkwardness. Yeah. Yes. It was showing for what was going on around them. And right. Molly should have been like, Hey, you know, she should have brought that chicken and also like followed it with something else. To at least. Like, girl, I know we haven't talked, but, I, you know, I really still would like to. Even if she just said that, you know. Right, because we see she's going to get pulled away. Ben Staples is now there. And Issa's back, you know, focused on what she had been focused on all along. But at least bringing that to the surface, I think, would have helped. Right. But we also see. Totally but, agree. But as you, as you, like, as, as we go on, we'll see. I don't think. Yes. And so, Molly as thought we she talk was in about control, that. Actually... But we'll go back to that. As we go on, we'll see. I think Molly also thought she was in control of the situation as much as she could. Until she was boomed. Boom. And I mean boomed. Uh, yes. We'll get to that in just a second. So the other, another topic that they brought up that, I mean, wasn't like a topic topic for me, but I thought it was interesting because you may mention uh, last week that you feel like Tiffany is going to go through some sort of postpartum or they're, I mean, they're going to bring like postpartum into it. And we saw that with Tiffany this week and it was like a little like, 
I don't want to say it was just like sad to see Tiffany like you could tell it's going on but maybe she's not aware of it you know what I mean and we saw that moment like with Kelly and I'm so glad they had Kelly ask her was she okay like you know what I mean like it was just like a girl you okay but Kelly is picking up on it so I'm interested to see like where they're gonna go with that because I didn't get that last week when we watched that episode or when yeah when that episode was on um and you said that like I didn't get that from Tiffany at first but I definitely got it this week as soon as like the babysitter called I think that's when I saw it huh. and I was like oh you know I so, think they're gonna explore I yeah. think they're gonna explore it and we're gonna see how it ends up uh and so I don't want to speak fully to like that storyline because we don't know i just was spotting the signs early on i will say though outside of the conversation around postpartum depression coupled with what i have seen coupled with how i have seen mothers deal with their children sometimes the outside looking in can perceive something to be uh neglect or not caring or postpartum depression it really is just that mother's uh choice of of, uh, choice that mother's choice of how they choose to raise their child right and so really we're just projecting on us how we believe that a child should be raised when we're seeing how Mm. they interact with their children in a way that goes against that i'm bringing that up because i'm i'm visualizing the scene where Derek was on the phone with the babysitter and then he turned to tiffany and said that they should go and tiffany was like oh i'm finally out and and he was like okay i'll go back and check in with the baby like on one hand, I'm already I've already bought in and that the, the storyline is going to deal with postpartum depression. I could also look at that scene in the way I could also look at that scene and see Tiffany's just a mother who's been locked up in the house, right? Like, and she's just she mm-hmm. just wants to be out and she doesn't feel the need to rush back. That's not to me neglect, but more so her just preference given what's going on. And I don't want to judge her for that, but I've already bought into the storyline. I just wanted to point that out that that scene could also be taken as her just trying to breathe for a second. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to see where Tiffany's storyline takes us. So the night goes on. We see everybody having a good time. We see Vince Staples come out, which I've heard of him, but I don't know him. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, We see him come out and he performs. And we see. And I like that song. Wait a minute. I don't don't know that song. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really a. I think I know him from a Sprite commercial. Anyway. It's the song Issa actually <laughs> mentioned when she was set, when she said, when she met him and she said the title of his song, my favorite uh, song. He just, uh, I remember her saying something, but I don't. Oh, fine. No. We just want to have fun. We don't want to. Anyway, you should listen to oh, it. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll add it to my playlist. So yeah. So we see Issa talking to her assistant, which I, for a minute, let me just go back to the assistant. I was really trying to remember. Her name was Sequoia. But I was trying to remember, was that the same name that Issa said on the phone? But she said Sapphire. Sapphire, Sapphire, you're a mess. Yes. And I got weak. But anyway, so we see her talking to Sequoia as she's telling her goodbye. We see Molly and Andrew talking. And Vince Staples' manager comes up to Andrew. And he says something to him like, you know, come back to talk to Vince, blah, blah, blah. And then that's when Molly is boomed and finds out that Nathan went to Andrew to ask him for help or to get Vince Staples. And that's how Issa got him at the party. And Molly just found out and Molly is now ready to go to fuck off. Like what? So, huh? What? Yes. Look, she looked dumb in the face, but I Whatever. Like you knew, I was so happy. Like you knew I wasn't fucking with her right now. Like damn. 
And like and like he said, and see, which also makes me feel like, girl, you're just being a little irrational. Even he said, I didn't think you would have a problem with me helping out your best friend. Like, even your man said it. This man that you was trying to set boundaries with. and I'll, But whatever. Okay, you know what? Let me, whatever. So, moving on. <laughs> so, Molly is upset when she finds this out. She goes over to talk to Issa. And that's when the argument ensues. We hear both of them saying things back and forth to each other. Uh... Pretty much calling each other dramatic. Well, talking about life being full of drama. But when Issa said, see, if you lose him, it's not going to be because of me, girl. I was weak. With the I little was chuckle so weak. in it. Damn. With the, yes. Like, that was almost like Michael, not, Michael Jordan me. laughing at Gary Payton. <laughs> ah, Michael Jordan, a petty nigga. I said, I said, anyway, oh, we're going to have to talk about the last dance. Like we talk about insecure, man, because, oh my goodness. Anyway, so yes, like I said, we see Molly and Issa have words back and forth. Molly has called Issa a user and says something like, you stay needing a favor, nigga, or something like that. Like just low blows from both sides, because at this point is they've bowled, bowled over. They didn't have this conversation and now they're talking out of pure emotion and anger instead of like from a loving caring place where you wouldn't say certain things to people that you love and care about so or do you say it to people that you love and care about because you know you have the arsenal the ammunition to go there you can say it but don't wouldn't you say it in a certain way i mean because you could, i feel like you could, i feel like you could say certain things that have the same blow or, the, or have the same effect, but not the same hit, like, when it happens. Like, yeah, there we go. Because, you know, you can say thanks to me that I feel like I will be affected by that you don't need to, like, hurt my feelings. She was trying to hurt her by feelings. By saying it. She was trying to, like... I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, she, they was taking low blows. Like, they were both trying to hurt each other's feelings. I don't know. So, it was clear to me that they got to the point of no return where it was... They should have had that conversation. And had they had, had that conversation, this wouldn't even be happening. But I am blaming at least 90% of this on Molly. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let me ask you a question first. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't share it. I don't agree with that. Do you, okay. think, do you think Issa... Do you think Issa was wrong for going through Nathan to get to Andrew? Nope. Do you think... Nope. Okay, do you think that Issa knew that Molly would feel some kind of way that she went through Nathan to get to Andrew? Probably. Hmm. And so if you know that your friend is going to feel some kind of way about an action that you're going to take and you still choose to take it, do you not, is there no partial blame, no fault in that? The only thing I can say is Issa probably should have alerted her to the fact that, hey, I'm going to go around you. You know, maybe she could have said that to her, but no, nah, I'm just not giving the blame to Issa for that. Like Molly was wrong. Like why, why would you not help your friend? Like Molly was wrong. But what Issa could have done was maybe clarify that she didn't understand where Molly was coming from when her and Molly had that conversation last there's week. There's no obligation and to Molly help said, Do you understand? There's no obligation in this. There's, there's no obligation on Molly to have to help Issa. Okay. But that don't mean I can't feel some type of way about it. Like, no, you ain't obligated to help me, but you're my best friend. So I'm going to feel some type of way about it. 
I'm not obligated to not have no feelings about it. No, she's... You're my best friend and I'm coming to you for help. And you're telling me that you're now setting new boundaries that we've never had before in our friendship for this guy that you've known for less than a year versus your best friend that you've known for at least, what, five, six years? Like, so no, like you're not obligated. No, Molly had every right to say no. And Issa had every right to go around Molly because just like Issa knew that that was going to hurt Molly or make Molly feel some type of way, Molly knew what she was doing. She was intentionally trying to hurt Issa. I'm not disagreeing with most of what you're saying, but I am, I'm, I think I'm also just point. I think not Joseph. I am pointing out that Molly was not obligated to help Issa. One. So knowing that Issa still decided to do something that she knew was going to make Molly upset, right? Like she was upset that Molly didn't help her, but we're also, she was upset that Molly didn't help her, but we're Mm -hmm. recognizing that Molly didn't have to help her. So then Issa then decided to go do something that she knew was going to upset her friend based on the decision that she made, that she had the right to make. So to me, there is some, not to me. So I I can see why, I, I just don't think that, I think Issa gets more blame than the 90% that you just... I mean, Issa gets more blame than the 10% that you just <laughs> gave her. Nah, not when I actually... Nope. Actually, I'm about to give her... Uh, I'm about to give Molly 100%. Because... <laughs> um, not for real. But as I sit here and think about how my... Like, in this scenario... And I'm just strictly talking about this scenario. But you're talking about Issa going behind Molly's back or whatever. And doing that. Knowing Molly would feel some type of way. I didn't even put enough stock in thinking like Molly knew that that was going to hurt Issa. She knew what she was doing. Like that's so intentional and fucked up. That's why I like have, I mean like black Twitter has been roasting her ass for days because like you were already trash for not helping Issa intentionally doing that. Like, no, she's not obligated, but this is your best friend. And you did that knowing that you, I mean like just to be petty because I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, if they were not in that space, Molly would have asked Andrew with no issue. But they and were, though. Even when Issa went over... Yes, they were. But y'all still talking, though. Like, we're, we may be in the space, but you're still talking to me. You're not telling me enough to let me know that something is wrong, that I can't feel comfortable to come to you and still ask you for a favor. So then you should not... Issa, so then so then if you know that, why would you continue to try to interact with me in a way that's like like everything is normal? You know that things aren't normal, whether I'm choosing to, whether you, I should address them first or not. You know that things aren't right. So why are you trying to act? Why are you trying to interact with me like things are? Because I don't know. I mean, I know things aren't normal, but I don't necessarily know that they're in a space where we're, we're no longer interacting. Like, I can't call you and ask you for a favor. You're right. You don't know. Like, so yeah, we may my, need to- She doesn't know. So Issa should. So Issa, Issa could reach out to get clarity on that as well. I mean, she could. But for what, though? Like. What you mean? When, when did Molly say? But I'm saying, when did Molly say like it's not okay for you to call me and ask me for a favor? Like they had just saw each other like the day before or whatever, and even though they were kind of like stank to each other, but like in the beginning of that interaction, it seemed like everything was fine. They were still talking about self care Sundays and how they still wanted to do that. And though it may have been a forced conversation, it was still a conversation that they were both engaging in. Molly as well. So why would Issa think that she could not pick up the phone and call her and ask her a question, but like ask her for a, for a favor? When Issa decided, and regardless to of pop- all that, mm-hmm. Molly's a grown ass woman. So if Molly didn't, it felt like if at the time Issa asked her, Molly should have said, "I don't really think we're in a place where you should be asking me favors right now." If that's how Molly felt, 
about it. I agree with but you. But what Molly did was, was wait until later to after she had this heart to heart with Andrew again, realize it, which is another thing that I want to talk about this, how much she has changed in willing to do so much with this relationship for Andrew, which I'm not saying it's right. I mean, wrong or whatever, because you should be willing to put in work. But every time you realize something is wrong with you and Andrew, you, you've been owning up to your shit. You've been trying to communicate about it, but you can't communicate to your best friend. And then you're going to tell her that you like you, you don't want to ask your man because you, you're trying to, what she said, keep those set boundaries in those worlds. Girl, get the fuck out of here. Molly was <laughs> I am Molly not disagreeing wrong. that Molly bears, like, it's a make my blood boil. <laughs> I'm, not <disagree> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I made similar off. statements last week, but I'm also recognizing that Issa was aware that something was up, that something was off. She may not have had the specifics, but she knew. And we know that because she brought it up to Kelly. And so when she brought it up to Kelly, there that to me is rec is her recognizing that yeah, that to me is her recognizing what's going on. And so she but they also had already then, recognized what was going on in the Thanksgiving episode. They knew. They had not addressed it. Mm -hmm. And because they had not addressed it, Issa also bears some responsibility in in talking about it. Issa bears some responsibility in talking about it just as much Molly does. I, I'm not disagreeing with the actions that were taken. Like I'm not disagreeing necessarily with your assessment of the actions that were taken by Molly. But what I'm saying is Issa also bears responsibility in that. And maybe because I honed in on you giving Issa 10% in this. <laughs> like, I'm just like, no. Like, Issa also <laughs> shares responsibility in... And you know what? And probably a little bit more so, I'm talking about Issa sharing responsibility because it was Issa who blew off Thanksgiving to talk about it over pie. So Issa definitely should have been, like, trying to figure out a different time to have that conversation. You know what I mean? Yes. Both, both people... Yeah. Both people should have. There is no one person carries more weight than the other. We can talk about how they how they acted. You can't help how you feel, but you can help what you do with those feelings. How they chose to deal with those feelings is where we can say, yo, come on now, like, chill. You could have like, did better. Like, what? But why they were feeling what they were feeling, how they were feeling what they were feeling, to me, there's some validation in that, right? Because there's some validation from for both parties. Yeah, there's some validation for both of them. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, so now here we are. They then fell out at the block party. And Issa, the ending of Issa's night pretty much ruined because somebody says she's reaching for a gun. That, that, I think that tipped it over for me. Like, I was already upset with Molly. But then the fact that you did this at Issa's block party that she worked so hard for, like, and things were going so nice. Like, everybody was out there having a good time. And you just could not hold your temper to have this conversation with me, at least outside of my block party. You know my phone number. You know where I live. Come on, man. Come on, Molly. She was really? fed up. She like, was fed up. No, she set herself up. She set herself up. She deserved to now, be booed. How many? You know. Oh, oh. How many? <sighs> okay. There are people in this world that have acted on impulse. Regard that have acted on impulse, regardless of the setting to which I know, they were tragic. in. It's tragic. I know. It's and tragic. <laughs> it's tragic. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I think many. I think. Yeah, I also see a lot of people. When you talk about Black Twitter being upset and roasting Molly, I think a lot of uh, people are projecting because they've been in situations where they felt that way. Now they may know that that Possibly. they may like hindsight is twenty twenty recognize that they were like shouldn't have been when they really assessed the situation, you know, as a whole. But they've been in that space, and there's something to be said for a number of people being in that space that that needs to be explored, right? Like 
what is going on in that dynamic, regardless of the particulars that differ from person to person, situation to situation, but what is going on in those moments that someone in a position like Molly feels that way and then chooses to act that way? So, hmm. And it also should make people realize... I mean, because if you see the comment, I mean, you realize like there's a large group of people, like you just said, that have had this happen or maybe a personal situation that is similar to this. It makes you realize just how much friendships are relationships and people. A lot of people fail to realize that in the amount of work that it takes that you actually have to put into like friendships that sometimes can be like relationships. And then you have to weigh it like we see a Molly kind of not do, which is which one are you going to actually put in work for? Like we see her putting in this work in her relationship, but not necessarily in her friendship. And that doesn't mean that she's never put in work in her friendship, but it just means like right now in this time where work is needed in her friendship, she's not putting that in and is more so focused on putting it in her relationship. And I think that's kind of making me upset, but I also realized too, and I'm running my mouth that a lot of times, maybe I'm so upset with Molly because I'm projecting. Like sometimes I see things in Molly that I've, that I, I've seen it myself like and so sometimes I feel like I'm watching myself on TV and so it makes me like frustrated like (laughs) like just girl like come on you are you do have a lot of drama with you Molly you are always finding a problem and you are putting a a relationship in front of a friendship when you need to learn how to juggle both (sighs) I don't know anyway that's just me I'm ranting (laughs) (laughs) no you weren't actually I think I I think I felt that I mean I not I felt that I Agree. And I think there's so much to be said that you could run your mouth talking about this episode because once you start breaking it down, you realize that there's so many different layers to this that not one person shares responsibility to me. And like, not one person bears the brunt of responsibility in Mm-mm. what's going on. And we on. talking block party, you know, Molly was so wrong. Remember that text I sent you? I had to go find it because I, I wanted to read it that I think helps me understand Molly. Molly's thinking around Andrew. Yeah. Okay. Send me a text. And I, what was it? Something online? And it, I sent you. I can't remember where this came from, but it was some women are ready to work with a partner instead of their best friend. And I was like, I felt that for some reason. Oh, you did? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so yeah. I can see I mean, Molly choosing to invest in her relationship. One because <laughs> I'm still mind blown. This was a reflections, but I'll say it again next week. It's like, so Molly's never been in a long term relationship. This is, Molly's in her 30s, and this is the first time she's been in one beyond a couple of months. Right. And I mean, it's been on for four years, and we ain't seen her in a relationship. Not like that. Like, no, not that it hasn't, like, <laughs> not that it doesn't end in the way in which she describes, right? So, right. I think in that sense, not even, not because of that, that was just me pointing that out. I think Molly is, is wanting to build and grow and evolve with Andrew mm-hmm. in a way that her focus, in a way that puts in a way that requires her to put that type of focus that she's giving him. And I'm not saying it's right that she's taken away or that it's coming at the expense of her relationship with Issa and contributing to like all this stuff that's going on. But I do think that that to me is how I'm starting to see Molly's approach to Andrew. And okay. hmm. you know, and that with that perspective, I could almost be like a little sympathetic to Molly because I could get that. But I also, I feel like that's my, that's my 20 year old, like my, in my twenties mind being sympathetic to Molly where, I mean, now I feel like I done been through that. I, I feel like I'm, you know, I've grown. No, I'm joking. But I mean, I feel like I, you know, in, in certain things and that, well, with that topic of juggling friendships and relationships, I feel like I've been there now. And so, and I feel like there is a way to do it. And especially when with a friendship 
like Issa and Molly's, you know, like y'all have been friends for years. Like you, you have to sacrifice something. Like, and I'm not saying sacrifice your relationship. Maybe sacrifice is too strong of a word, but I'm saying like, you have to, like, there has to be some give and take and you have to, but you have to communicate about it, you know, like, and that's their biggest issue period. It's just, what they did just Natasha, didn't communicate. What did Natasha Rothwell say in that wind down last week? You have to mourn the friendship that was. You, you have rec- to mourn. You- recognizing when new people come into someone else's life that can alter how you two interact. That doesn't change how you feel about each other, that doesn't change the value that you place on each other in, in your own personal lives, but that does mean that your interactions may shift, and especially when people get into relationships. I can speak to that, right? Like, and yeah, yeah. but I also think that people don't have that conversation, right? They, they, they expect... Because people don't think friendships are relationships. Yes. That, and I also believe that there's a, a level of expectation that resides in friendships when things like this pop up. You've dealt with this not necessarily with each other, but either either witnessing them dealing with with other people platonically or romantically. And so you all have had conversations, understandings. You know how tense it can be. You know how crazy the other person can get. You also know how emotional they can get, right? So you're avoiding it, but you also anticipate how they would react. And so you're navigating spaces without... You're navigating spaces based on assumptions and not really having clarity because you've never actually talked to each other. That, to me, also is the tension that I see between Molly and Issa and also in just broader conversations amongst friends that avoid uh, directly having conversations with each other because they assume that they know how they're going to react. So they try to create the best language or the best environment or they try to do or say the best thing, the right thing, Mm -hmm. to get to the outcome that they want to see to avoid controversy. So see, there's also love in that too, right? Like even in me saying that I'm talking, I'm just running my mouth too. It's like, I think there's love in that too that you care about them enough. Well, let me pause because some, some people would say, people don't tell the person that they're cheating on right because they love yeah. them right they don't want to they love them that's why they don't tell them they hurt them but there is something to be said right when you're that mindful of someone that you don't want to hurt them that you're struggling between like not wanting to make them upset but also wanting to satisfy your own needs your own needs desires and wants i don't know whatever i'm just running my mouth okay so. now i get it yeah well thus ends the disastrous episode of Insecure. I mean, uh, the episode was actually really, really good. And so things that we just didn't go over, but there were some really funny parts. I'm just going to... Amal and Kelly, like, every time... Really, Amal. Like, every time he's in an episode, I I just stand for him. I love him. So, uh, yeah. Hello, Amal. It was a, yes, I saw you. Uh, and I saw your, your shirt. I was like, you saw your shirt back. Oh, my gosh. Ah. Their banter is hilarious. But no, that was a, I mean, that was a really good episode and just. Oh, my girl popped know, up. I my don't girl, know where we go from my, here. My, my my girl popped up, Trina and her son. Um, oh, my God. Well, I, and you know what? I thought about you, too, when I saw her. I said, look at Eric. Look at this. Look thug at this. Yoda. Did we not speak Thug dancing Yoda? Dancing for up. the whites. <laughs> <laughs> Tap dancing for the whites. Tap dancing for the Oh my God! Yes, Thug Yoda, man. I can do he that. Needs to be in here more often. <laughs> I'm gonna really need Thug Yoda to be in here more often because I love him. Uh, He's great. Yes. Yeah, so, but no, no Lawrence. I'm upset about that. Um, still upset about that. I am excited to see though what's gonna happen this Sunday because it's so funny. I just feel like every time we talk about something, we end up seeing it on TV or somebody else brings it to our attention because it looks like Issa's making new friends and I'd be damned if we just talk about making new, new friends. friends. Like how do you make friends like oh man. You know the question Somebody's I was listening. wondering when I rewatched this episode was 
how are they going to resolve this episode? I'm curious as to how they're going to resolve that storyline, that arc. And I'm wondering what the new dynamic will be between Issa and Molly. Right? If they're, if they're mm. thinking around, like they're getting older, their they're focus and attention is different. We're seeing that they're growing. All of them, all four of them are growing and they're slowly growing and they're slightly growing in different directions. So having to put that extra effort into making the relationships work, right, is going to be key and requires yes. intention. But they've had this hiccup and they've had this hiccup at a moment where they're realizing where their need and, and leaning on each other is not as strong as it would have been, say, when they were in college, right? So what does it look like? I guess that's another question. What what does how do you move forward with someone at this stage in your life versus like you know having a, a uh, an issue with a friend when you're in high school when you're in college right like the setup is the setting is different <sighs> yeah you know what i was going to say is it's not going to be the same at least for a while their interactions with each other i think that first uh communication between them will probably be a little awkward i, I think it's just going to take some time I don't think they get the luxury of having time. The the issue in this set, I think, the, not the way in which you, not in the way which you want, right? Like I think the way in which they're gonna have to deal with this is gonna be like life. When you are having issues with someone and you all share mutual friends, you don't get the luxury of just uh, taking time away from each other. Yes, you can. Why not? Come on now, we know this is insecure. They're not gonna miss. They're not gonna miss hanging out with each other with their friends for the other person. They may, may not, right? At a certain point, it's going to come to a head where they're going to all be in a space together. That's how I kind of see this happening. When I talk about that episode eight, I think it's going to be a situation where they're all going to be together or where some, some something where the group friendship is going to bring them together. And I don't know what's going to happen, but they're going to address it. So Well, we're going to see because we have... We have three episodes to get there, or two, three episodes to get there because this Sunday is five six. more episodes left in the season. But <sighs> don't remind me. All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap up our mini show this week. As you can tell, again, we did a what are we watching theme and we are watching Insecure. I hope you all are too. If not, go catch up on it real quick. <laughs> Thank you so much. You should have listening. seen it. By the time this comes out, you all should have seen it. And you're just, yes. you're just dying we're to hear what we got to say. We're not going to say spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You want to hear our perspective on it. Boop. There you go. Yeah. Um, I can, I can snap my fingers. Y'all, I put some press on nails today, and I can still snap my fingers and they ain't pop off. This is great. Yes. We're also watching The Last Dance, but we don't got time for that. This is a mini-sode. Mm, it's looking like a full episode, guys, but it is what it is. <laughs> but yes, we are going to talk about The Last Dance, because Michael Jordan, man. Anyway. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So, guys, yes, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it, as always. If you have any comments, concerns, oh about wait, this sorry, episode. sorry. Oh, I knew it. Okay, there was a question that I wanted to ask about this episode. Do you think Andrew shares any response? Do you think Andrew was at fault in any way for not telling Molly? I, I mean, it's interesting that it didn't come up in conversation, knowing how what they were going through. But at the same time, maybe he just didn't think it would. I mean, maybe he didn't think it would be best to tell her because maybe he thought it would cause cause issues and to him like he said it just wasn't serious enough to say anything like i but mean wouldn't, it, wouldn't that it wasn't that serious to go say off though, but wouldn't that be all the more reason why he would at least mention it to her the fact that he even had to say i didn't think it would be an issue because that's your best friend I, i'm not saying that he was second guessing it in some ways he may not have even been understanding that like things were that serious but i think the fact that he knew something right I'm, it just made me wonder should he have at least mentioned that to Issa prior to that moment to Molly, you mean to Molly? Yeah, I'm sorry. To Molly? Yeah, should he have mentioned uh, it to Molly at some point prior to that moment? Um, 
that's his girl. He's building a, he's building something with her. Yeah, that's true. They You're going like, to have to hold it down, son. Like, yeah. A united front. United front. We talked about it before. Yeah, he probably should have said something. Like, even if he decided that he was going to still help her regardless, he probably should have said something. Or if he told her after he helped her, right? Like, because I can't tell. See, that's the other well, question. what's the point of you telling me after? Well, no, that's the other like, question that I couldn't tell. I, it, the way I thought it was set up at first before I knew that it was Nathan that helped Issa was that he had talked to her, like, the night before. Like, the way this, the scene, this, this episode opened up, I thought he was talking to her, like, the night before the block party. He was. Okay, so, oh, so... So he talked to her the night before the block party. They got Vince Staples that quick. No, they had already helped. Because remember, I mean, he had already got that. Because remember she said, thanks again for your help. Oh. Or whatever, like with Vince or something. Yeah. I thought she was saying that in reference to whatever. Okay, now you say that. Now, and I, now having seen the whole episode, okay, that makes sense. Got it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so a lot of, so some time really could have gone by. Andrew probably, I don't know. I'm not saying he should have. I mean, have it was at least a have. month. It was just a question that right? popped up. Yeah, you're right. I'm not saying that, that he should or should not have. Month. It was just a question that popped up. Should he have said something to Issa? I mean, Molly. Yeah, Andrew, United Front, man. I got to know that you hear from me. Like, I ain't, like I'm like i going to probably be a little upset for a little bit. I ain't going to stay mad. But of course that's probably not. Of course like aren't, a... they fucking. Of course, you always, people always get over it. See? People always, always quick to get over the one that they fucking. Like... They damn sure do. <laughs> but... You can get over you know what? And you know what? I'm definitely gonna end this before I start getting personal. Do you try to get over <laughs> like, it? Because, like, do you get over it because, like, because you care more, or you care less, right? Like, how much do you? Anyway, th- yes, that is a whole other conversation, right? Like, why is it that people are so quick to get over it, to get over it with the one that they're fucking? I think we like, talked about that though, right? Didn't we talk about that? We could have. Like it being easier to forgive, yeah. It being easier to forgive the person that you have a sex with versus your friends, yeah. We discussed that. Mm. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Well, guys, if you want to chime in on that too, please let us know. You can reach, let us know. You can find us on Instagram at a perspective underscore underscore. You can email us a perspective, no E at the end at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, a perspective with Aaron and Ashley. And make sure that you tell five people and tell them to tell five people. We thank you. Gracias for Telling five people and telling them to tell five people, continuing to spread the word, continuing to listen to us, continuing to respond, offer questions, suggestions. It makes us happy and excited. So thank you. Tell five people and tell them to tell five people. Yes, guys. Thank you so much. And remember, if you change your perspective, you can change your outcome. Hey. Bye.